When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go, 10 o'clock, straight up on a live imaging Tuesday on a Lakers game day on a Slee is in Denver day. <laughs> Good morning, Travis Rogers. Lit. Good morning, Alan Sliwa. What is going on, fellas? Let hey, me start Alan. here real quick. Doc Rivers, it is a final. <laughs> you know, I had two people text me that on Friday night after the Lakers won. I love that. So your it is a final branding is, is catching up. Did you get it too, Emily? Claire yep. texted me, my sister, and yeah. I was like, it is a final. Oh, I love that. Good job, Claire. Good I job, whoever texted, texted you. Doc Rivers, never has somebody stretched a career from one championship other than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers and Doc Rivers should do a variety show together. Okay, chances Doc Rivers is dance, probably man. with another team next year, right, Trav? Uh, He's just going to end oh, up for with, sure with he somebody will. If he wants a job, he'll have a job. It's amazing. It's amazing. Slee, how is Denver so far? Uh, Denver so far so good. Got here a little bit late. How was the drive? Uh, did you get the pizza in the airport? Because the <laughs> yep. pizza is the the air. The Denver airport has the best pizza. Yes, and then you have to take a seven hundred uh, mile drive back into the city. Airport's but that's, in Kansas. It's very far. I and took, it looks uh, like a Star Wars thing. Like well, it's going, the Illuminati. Yeah. we've discussed. Yeah. It's. Did you see Lucifer on your way to the uh, Airbnb? Sleep. Lucifer at midnight was a no. <laughs> okay, uh, but there were he's the not random- illuminated. Were the random gargoyles everywhere? Well, I, I just basically all I did was this: I get, I leave the airport, you know, I finally arrive, um, go to get my, uh, go to get my carry on, and the moment I get my carry on, it's like you walk outside, all the taxis are lined up. I'm in before you know it. I'm on my way to uh, to downtown Denver. So I did not see Lucifer on Friday. Lucifer, please, or Lucifer, Lucifer. Listen to me. <laughs> Sleep totally uh, not Lucifer. Head down. Yeah. That would have been yeah. a totally different experience. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Uh, but Friday, I'll have more time to, you know, go tour the airport, as everybody's telling me to. Lucifer is not in the airport. It's like on the drive on out. The, the only drive- road in or out of that airport. Damn it, Slee, you didn't take notes on the bit. <laughs> it was midnight. I know what's going on. It has lights, Al. It's an airport. It's illuminated. God, we are thrown off with Slee not here. Everyone's just <laughs> stepping on each other. It, the timing is way off. Slee, you're like our rock. Yeah. And without you, we're lost. <laughs> way off. Here's I what's on tap that. today. Thanks to our friends at Mickelob Ultra on a Lakers game day Tuesday. You got Travis at Sliwa. Slee's in Denver. Hello. Then at 1 p.m., the biggest show on the radio, Mason in Ireland. Ireland will be from the arena, I believe, or maybe his hotel room. Doesn't matter. He's in Denver. Site of Game 1 Lakers Nuggets tonight. Then at 2.30 p.m., super playoff crosstalk, <laughs> where Shinato, Cappy, and Mace come together until 4 o'clock, and then Slee's back in your radio, the Toyota Lakers. Countdown to tip-off, and at tip-off, 5.30 p.m. tonight. Slee, have you scouted out your media seat at Ball Arena yet? No, I, I got it. That's actually that's my one one thing left that I have to do is I got to figure out where I am. I got to make sure kind of everything. This is you know this is different. I'm on the road here. Usually it's like I already know where I'm going. Obviously at crypto. So show ends. I'm throwing the suit on. I'm heading straight over to Ball Arena. And you know when you walk out of Ball Arena, you'll see Mile High where the Broncos play. I don't know the new name, Empower Field or something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Some investment. But be sure to prepare yourself if you have a cocktail later, sleep. You're at a mile high, literally. <laughs> it's going to hit you, my friend. Have you gone? Have you bought your Reds tickets yet, Slee? Yeah, I got it. It's a great question. I have a feeling 
that tomorrow if I buy them, you better I'll hurry. still be okay. <laughs> yeah. You'd hate to get stuck with one of those $6 tickets instead of one of the $5 ones that were available yesterday. you gotta got to strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, Al, what happened? They were sold out. Uh, Rockies, Reds, done. <laughs> At one on a Wednesday. Yeah, I, th- I think you're probably all right. Coors Field is beautiful. It's fantastic. It is nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've never, I haven't been. That's one of the at least out here in the West Coast. I guess the sorta's not really. Um, I I got to go to Coors Field. I went to obviously Arizona not too long ago, but I got to check. I'm gonna, Trav. I'm taking you up on this one. I'm gonna go to the ballpark. I'll catch an hour of the game tomorrow. It's gonna co- the Uber ride there will be more than your more ticket. Expensive. Yep. <laughs> the, the the beer you could buy. You could, you should invite some strangers off the street just so you have some people to talk to. Get three or four guys and say, look. Rocky, Rockies, Rockies, Reds on me. Let's go. Three beers um, could get you half a season. Season tickets. Yeah, half a season. That's that's forty games right there. Why not? Why not? Slee, I'm 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 a little sad today because there's not going to be a lot of live imaging Tuesday. There is a lot of meetings on the docket today, so I'm going to try to come in and check in when I can. But okay. I love this. I wanted to talk to you more while you're in Denver. So well, I you, might just FaceTime you after the game tonight. Yeah, I was, I was going to say text me, call me. I mean, at, at any time, Chris. Don't 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 hesitate. Oh, beautiful. Let's get it rolling for a Tuesday, a Lakers game day Tuesday. We got you set all day long. Keep checking back. If you're not near a radio, you know what to do, Travis. You do. get the all-new ESPN LA app. Just search ESPN LA in your app store or Google Play. Download, tap, bam! You've got 710 ESPN in the palm of your hand. Let's get it rolling, Travis and Sleeva. What? You took your headphones on to prepare for the well, band. No, I, 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 I can see it coming now. It's like a veteran that's been in, seen a certain pitch a certain time. I know that it's coming. I know when you're leading up to the BAM. I know that you're going to push back off the desk the way that you do. I was ready By for it. By the that. way, one last thing, because I don't know when I'll be back in. On social media today, at ESPN Los Angeles, you can see the highlight of last year's Mandy Awards where Travis brought up bizarro Brian Kamenetsky, <laughs> and the amount of times Travis need to be, needed to be beeped in that whole thing was incredible. <laughs> Did I say a lot of... Unfortunate there things. Did. There were a few things. Yeah, you were a little fired up because Astley hadn't won or didn't win. Oh yeah, I didn't like that. I, <laughs> I I wanted it to win. I still want. I voted for it uh, a couple of days ago. I put. I retweeted the voting address this morning. I've put in my my request to my people to try to uh, maybe juice it a little bit. So I, I like I told you, I'm campaigning, trying to get this done. I need. We need one trophy in this room. Come Monday morning after the Mandy's. One of the four of us or all of us need to get something. Our voting page at ESPNLA.com. Thanks to our friends at Power Pro Plumbing. And Power Pro Plumbing also sending Slee to Denver. So look at that. How about that? How about I'm, I'm here because our, our peeps are Power Pro. Obviously, all love to them. Appreciate what they did to uh, to get me out here. How did you miss Blucifer? Uh, Actually, this one's actually simple. I wasn't looking for him. <laughs> That's it's a giant blue horse, like I, I, in the middle of nowhere. Like I feel like this is something you you might have noticed had you even even you Al, who tends to kind of you know be tunnel visioned on certain things that, yeah. that you that you missed a twenty foot high blue horse in the middle of a field illuminated is surprising to me. Do you do you ever talk to your taxi driver, Uber driver, or are you silent the whole way? I I go as the driver goes. If the driver wants to chit chat, I'll chit chat. But if he if he does not initiate a conversation, I will sit there in silence the whole time. Kind of just started uh, sparked a conversation. You with did, the, or the uh, driver did? No, it was more me. Yeah, it was more me. It was About kind of what? Un- unnecessary, but I just you know I was like, all right, so. How's uh, how's Denver? How long you been here? Where are you from? Oh, you did. Where that. do you live? Did, Where, did, you asked the how long you been driving for Uber. You asked that question probably too, right? That's the standard. 
Uh, I didn't. You know, no, because he was uh, he was taxi. So I didn't. You took a ask. taxi. I took a taxi. Not yeah. an Uber. No, and it was a terrible financial decision. Just <laughs> why did good. why not Uber? Taxi was the first thing I saw right when mm. I got out, and I'm like, do I want to wait? Do I want, let me just let me just get out of here. And then the moment I got dropped off in uh, downtown Denver, I'm like, yeah, I probably should have done an Uber. Uber probably would have been a better idea. Did you ask him about why they built the airport in the middle of nowhere? Didn't get that far. It was more about you had an hour in the car. It was wait, more. What did you get into? It was more about. Um, where he's from, he's been here for 22 years. His family's from Sudan. Uh, came here 22 years ago, and there's a pretty decent-sized Sudan community here in Denver. It was kind of interesting. Interesting guy. Okay, the ride from downtown Denver to the airport is a solid 45 minutes. What else did you talk about? Um, did a little bit. He wasn't exactly sports. Let's just say wasn't his uh, wasn't his strength. Plan, he had to go to Plan B. Sure. Yes, sports wasn't his strength, but I did ask him. He said, yeah, the Rockies game should be ending any minute now. Um, it had already been done a while back. I don't know what he was what he was thinking of because we, we eventually – Yeah, it was, it, was, it was way past. We eventually drove by Coors Field, and he's like, hey, that's where they play. I'm like, no, I got that. I put the two together. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. He said, Bronco fans, uh, that is by far the most popular. Everyone's crazy about the Broncos. It's just kind of small talk. That's all it was. A lot of silence, I'm assuming. Because from what I've gathered, you've covered like about the, eight first, minutes. the first yeah, about three eight minutes. minutes. Like you're still seeing airport parking here, return your rental car here signs before this conversation <laughs> has run its course. I've been in and out of that airport a handful of times. That is a long drive from where that airport is back into the city. Uh, yeah, a little Lady Slee conversation. Uh, Cousin Slee decided to call me out of nowhere. Uh, Padres own the Royals. I had to kind of, you know, <laughs> hey, they're getting hot. get a couple updates there about how they just dominated the Royals. So yeah, just getting getting the full uh, the full update. So are you doing your are you doing like a pregame from the arena itself? Or are you going to do it from your Airbnb and then shoot over after? No, I'll do everything from the arena. Okay. So I'll do everything from the arena when we're done here. I'll uh, I'll start working my way down there. It it's fascinating to what's going to happen tonight, and and we can start right here, and we'll we'll talk about it as we go to the other side. We'll get some some input from Laker fans as well. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Um, they've won game one in both of the two earlier series, and yep. it has taken off an incredible amount of pressure on them. I think for the entire remainder of the series, because you win game one. You're you already have money in the bank. Now all of a sudden, game two. If you get it, great. If you don't, not the end of the world. Now you're back in your home court. Take care of home court. Everything's good. You go back to game five. If you get it, great. If you don't, you're still in a real. The Lakers have not been in a position where it's like, okay, now we really got to kind of push. It really hasn't happened for them. And Denver hasn't lost at home. The Lakers have won game one on the road in both of these series. That I, I, I think this is a six-game series. I think this is a seven-game series. I don't think either one of these teams has the firepower to knock the other one out in four or five games. I think it's going to be a long series. But for a longer series, it feels oddly important that game one, and, and in particular for, for the Lakers, because this has been the path that they've used to success, that all of a sudden if they're uh, behind one nothing instead of up one nothing, game two takes on a very different tenor than what they've had to do in the first couple of rounds. So if we, if we look at, um, I think any time you start on the road, right, you're like, all right, just come back with a split. If you come back with a split, you figure it out from there. But there is something about how they – they have kind of 
dictated the first two rounds. And by coming out in game one, Trav, I, I think there is something to that. And there's been some circumstances that work their way that are going to be gone by the time tonight starts. With the Memphis Grizzlies, they had injuries, period. And, and Lakers were able to kind of jump out. Remember, Ja missed the final four minutes of game one, and Lakers took advantage of that, ended up winning the game, and then he sits out game two. Against the Golden State Warriors, one of the, you know, I don't know if I'm making too big of a deal of this, but they went seven games against Sacramento, Mm -hmm. and then they had one day rest, and it was, bam, here's game one up in San Francisco. Lakers had actual rest and had an opportunity to take a breath of fresh air. You're not going to get any of that with them. It's more more of a fair fight in this one. More of a fair fight. It's a... a, um, it's a team that is incredibly healthy. They got everybody there. It's a team that's well rested. It's a team that you don't even really feel like they've dealt with anything through the first two rounds. Um, I, it, do, it doesn't feel like they've been really challenged all that much through the, the first two. The only two rounds. games that they lost through the first two, I, I shouldn't say that. They, they lost to Minnesota. It was a close game. It goes in overtime. It's just the NBA. Occasionally you're going to lose a close game. And then the two against Phoenix, where Devin Booker literally didn't yep. miss for two games, that he shot 80%. There hasn't been a time where they've lost a game because they played poorly. They've just lost games because someone else went nuts or another team had their back against the wall and they just barely scraped it out. They haven't had that clunker game the way the, the Lakers have had some clunkers, the Warriors had clunkers, the, the Suns had a bunch of clunkers. The, the Nuggets really haven't had one of those. I, I think for Denver, too, they're well aware that the Lakers won those first the the first game against Memphis yeah. and the first game against the Warriors and I think there is something to making sure that um, if you're the Nuggets that you don't fall down 0-1 and if you're the Lakers let's see what happens there I th- what what was this I think it's like six six and a six half six and a so half is what I saw that's that's a lot I mean that that that's not giving the Lakers all that much credit here in game one but I don't think that stuff matters once the game starts but certainly. Um, I, I get your point of trying to kind of follow what, what's already been the blueprint. And they've been pressure-free for the most part, which we'll yeah. talk more about when we come back. Plus, does it all come down to a one-on-one matchup? That's coming up next. Slee is in Denver. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Emily was just telling me, Al, that she went out last night to go see some stand-up, and the place that she went to was dry. That there was no uh, alcohol, there was nothing really to kind of t bar set set the tone. But a t bar, I guess, is one thing. You kind of go in knowing what you're going to get. But a, a comedy show, usually, you know, what's the joke? You know, tip your waitresses, and it's a two drink minimum. I, that that just seems very odd to me that yeah. you would have a stand up show where nobody's drinking. 
Yeah, it was a little weird um, because it's like it was more cold than it normally was. Like, you know, it's everyone's like a little cautious for the opening people. The opening acts were very funny, but like the main girl who was going to do her hour, she came out, was a little, everyone was a little uh, trepidatious at first and then left and then came back on. But my roommate who wanted me to come see it, it's at the Elysian. Who was the headliner? uh, Rachel something. I can't remember her last name right now. I didn't really know her going in, so I was kind of cold to the, uh, thing, but he used to be an usher there, and they, they they used to serve alcohol, and now that they don't, I was like, this is a very interesting choice because obviously, you know, if people don't want to drink, that's fine, but comedy shows are so much better if everyone's yeah. like a little loose and like laugh at more stuff and like be a little bit more outside of themselves. Was everybody high? <laughs> <laughs> I might have been, but... Okay, uh, yeah, you might as well. I mean, you might as well figure it out one way or the other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you're going in to have a good time. You're going in to laugh. It's not like you're going to see Shakespeare, right? You're, you're going yeah. in there to goof around and giggle and, and laugh at some nonsense. I would think that you want to be in the proper frame of mind walking through that door. No, Al? There was mass afterwards, so they went straight from the comedy show directly to a hour and a half all the, mass. All the, all the more reason to get through it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just make it tolerable to sit there for an additional yeah. hour. I'll take whatever I can. I get still had a, like a diet coke because I felt like I needed to get something. I was like, I, I felt the yeah, it's I, weird. I was I was prepared to like spend you know whatever fifteen bucks on two drinks or whatever. But like I I was fifteen like, oh. bucks on two drinks. Well, this is a discount night. Like, I would where, probably where get going? like a beer or whatever. I mean, what you're not you? at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you you're get, not a crypto. You get you get six eighths of a beer at Dodger Stadium for fifteen bucks. You want that Give you last a side quarter. of cheese for fifteen bucks? <laughs> yeah, because when I went to the comedy store, you know, obviously it was like a two drink minimum there, and it was you know same thing where you had to. It had to at least get a, a water or whatever, if, even if you were sober. You so it yeah, for it's, free. it's interesting. Just just hand it out. <laughs> we'll yeah. figure out another way. If I'm going into a show, it's got to be there. All right. But the show is good. You, tell me. I want to know the, the name of the headline. I'll you find saw. Figure, figure that one out for me. All right. Um, the Lakers in this series, not in this series, in the playoffs, win game one at Memphis, and it immediately takes the pressure off of game two because you've got what you've come there to do, right? You've got your split on the road to open. They take care of business at home. They go back on game five, and they get they get beat, and they come back, and they take care of business. It was a very low-stress run through it. Not that it wasn't, you know, a six-game series is a six-game series, but there wasn't one of these, hey, you guys are in trouble, right? They were never in that. The exact same formula in round two against the Warriors. Never a really high-stress game. We were talking about um, the Friday game, out against the Warriors, where, hey, just take care of it here, and, you, and, and it's all good because you, the last thing you want is to go back game seven, et cetera, et cetera. It has worked beautifully for them. I don't want to see it. DeAndre and I were talking about this this morning. I don't want it to, to, to go this way because ideally Lakers just win four and you're into the finals and everybody's happy. I'm really curious how this team will play with not just regular playoff pressure but like that – amped up version of playoff pressure where hey you lost game one hey you lost game two now you're in that Mm. you got to win four of your next five you got to find a way to win on the road against a team who in this scenario will not have lost a home game in the playoffs at this point just that and oh by the way game three back at crypto becomes everything they haven't been in that spot where if you lose tonight you're virtually out and obviously, game one isn't going to put you in that position, but it puts you in a position to be in that position, and they've avoided it both times. I'm curious how they'd respond with additional playoff pressure and not just the, hey, it's a playoff series and the, the, the pressure that's just incumbent with the series itself. 
So, so we've tried to create pressure in a way, right? When it was three one, it was. And I'm sorry, three one, and then they lose on the road, and yep. it's three two, and it's well, you can't lose this one because right. if you lose this one, this would happen. And every time that, um, and, and I, I get it, it's you don't want to go on a game seven on the road, but every time the pressure has been, well, if this happens. And if that happens, then you're going to face this. It's like, okay, but that's not really pressure. The real pressure is that the Golden State Warriors have to win three in a row or their season's over. That Memphis has to win three in a row or their season is over. Um, I, I, I There is a little bit of, I don't know, if like, I, I try to think of, okay, pressure to LeBron James. What is pressure to LeBron James? Is there a situation that he's seen that would make him uncomfortable? Probably not for the most part. Anthony Davis, um, you know, it's a good question. I think for AD, I, I think he would feel more pressure than a LeBron James would, but for the most part... But you go I, back to... Like, I, I'm, this is this is fascinating, because I, I think you're spot on with, with LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's a thing, uh-oh, he, he's been through it too many times, he's <laughs> sure. LeBron James. It's sure. like, no, no, he, he's going to be fine. Go back to their run through the playoffs through the bubble. They were really never in trouble, right? They, they, I know that they lost the opening series, I think, to Portland and to, not the series, the opening game to Portland and in Houston. Houston, maybe. But then like they that, immediately yeah. took control of the series and they were never in trouble. In the finals, I remember when you and I were first doing it and it was like, hey, they need to win. And I'm like, oh, they're, it's just, they're, they're going to win tonight sure. because that's yep. not going to happen. And they never really had that, hey, your back is up against the wall moment. It's, there's pressure in the finals and the playoffs, but AD in particular has not been in that moment in the playoffs where you know if you lose tonight this thing is all but over and it works to their advantage it has been an incredibly comfortable as comfortable as it can be through the playoffs that's how the Lakers have ridden so far so the reason why I was trying to set it up like that is I'm saying to myself okay LeBron AD the pressure that and you're right AD would feel more pressure than a LeBron would okay we'll we'll leave it we'll leave it at that but if you're looking at the Denver Nuggets if I'm if I'm presenting the same exact question to the Denver Nuggets and I'm trying to figure out, all right, here's Denver. They get a home court advantage against the Los Angeles Lakers. They're taking on a team that, you know, of course the teams are completely different than they were back in 2020, but LeBron and AD are still there. They're six-and-a-half-point favorites to start this series. Joker has won two MVPs of the last three years, and you can argue has been the best player in the world for X amount of years. Mm-hmm. Their franchise has never won an NBA championship. They were the number one seed in the Western Conference, and there's there are people that still kind of doubt the Denver Nuggets, including myself, because I, I want to see them actually, I want to see them get to the finals and win a championship to then give them the benefit of the doubt, like we we give to some of these other franchises out there. I'm also curious to see how they. You're not wrong on how do the Lakers react with some pressure um, sitting in their corner. At the same time. I have no idea what the Denver Nuggets are going to do with a little bit of pressure as well. If tonight's game, for example, we're tied at 90 going into the fourth quarter, what what are the Denver Nuggets going to look like? They're not going to have – and Joker seems so cool, calm, and collective, and he is, and he's such an unorthodox player that can get 35, 15, and 10, but there's actually a matchup that they're going to go against where AD – will be a, a disruptor for, for Jokic in some shape, way, or fashion. That LeBron can kind of outsmart whatever the, the Denver Nuggets have in mind. You're not wrong in some of the pressure with the Lakers, but I, I feel like 
Isn't there more pressure on Denver than there is the Lakers? I think it's on both of them. I think that's why this game tonight is so important. I don't think that it's one more than the other. I think that whoever loses tonight finds themselves in a in a new position in this postseason. You're right. Like historically, Denver is not they're they're not the Lakers, they're not the Warriors, they're not the Celtics, they're not the the Heat that are in this year after year after year. This is this is relatively new for them, and certainly going to the finals would be a new experience. But it's what happens tomorrow morning. Mm. What happens on Thursday night where one of these two teams is going to be a posi- in a position in the playoffs that they have not been in yet? It is wh- the loser of game one will be in a position that they have not had to, to go through yet. The Lakers playing down 0-1 is very different than them playing up 1-0. Because 100%. You just, it, it's, it's, it's house money, right? I know we say this a lot, but and the opposite is true. If Denver all of a sudden is like, now that game two becomes huge for them, but it kind of swings back into that Laker that, that uh, rhythm that the Lakers have been incredibly comfortable with. Grab one out here early, kind of see what happens in game two, take care of business at home. Whatever happens in five, happens in five. If we get it, we get it. If not, we still got two chances to win one more. We're not even going to need the second chance. We take care of it in game six. I, I think that it, it's one game. No one's winning the series tonight. But it is interesting that no matter who wins tonight, the other team is in an uncharted territory for this group of guys. Not for LeBron James, not for you, but just these two teams. This coach, this team, it's new territory for these guys this season. That That is the... There is going to be part of this too that all right um, does Austin Reeves get a little tight yeah. if they're down two to nothing right is um, does D'Lo take some shots that D'Lo's trying to play some hero ball I'm just using you're right that they haven't felt anything where um, just a little bit more hundred percent right? just a no, little bit more and, and by the way let's let's say the same thing here. Has Darvin Ham had sure. to go through? Has he had to go through? We, we've all complimented well, he's what he's done yeah. through the first two rounds, but he has he been in a position or a situation where, hey, we're down 0-2, and if I don't make the right decisions in this next game, our season is over. That that's also something that hasn't happened. All right, so AD and Jokic, everybody's going to be watching that matchup, and is as simple as whoever gets the better end of that wins the series. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Did I just hear Taylor in the imaging right there? Yeah, we're done, bro. How about that? We're done. Snuck up on me. I didn't even know that was coming. Yeah, how about that? Wow. Did you Taylor uh, Taylor Smith show coming up 10 a.m. to uh, 1 p.m. Moving forward. I like it. Yeah. Are you gonna have catchphrases like uh, Chris does? (laughs) It is a final. You gotta come up with a couple. (laughs) Yeah, I've got a. I've yet to come up up with a catchphrase, but you'll be hearing more of that imaging in the future. Good job, Taylor. Nice. That sounded really really good. I like that a lot. Um. So I don't know if you caught this, Al. Maybe maybe you saw it this morning. Uh, Travis and Taylor, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. <laughs> Did you see Aaron Judge last night? Not not that he hit two home runs, but the fact that yeah. he was doing something weird with his eyes. Did you know, Did you see that? Yeah, yesterday, uh, last night on Twitter, John Boy had put it up yeah. uh, as he does. Really awkward. What was, was going on there? It was super weird. So I'm, I'm going to play this for you in a okay. little bit because it the re, it all kind of came together. Dodgers played the Twins last night. By the way, sorry, the Dodgers beat the Twins 11 times in a row, Taylor. Sorry about that. But, you know, I know, was a rough I game. know the Twins game was. The Do- uh, walk-off walk? Come on. A walk-off walk There's- to a guy that was <laughs> 0 for 30. Maybe you throw him a strike. I, I Did they wrong. have, when they took the lead, didn't Twins have bases loaded, nobody out one after out. they took the lead? One out, yes. Okay, one but, out. Yeah. Still didn't do anything. Yeah, well, the umpire helped a little bit. <laughs> that, that, that certainly took some of the pressure off. But So you had Carlos Correa back in town. 
And the Dodger fans still hate him like he got caught cheating yesterday. Yep. And, and good for them. Don't let it go. His his penalty for doing what they did is that for the rest of his life, everywhere he goes, not called Houston, is going to boo him like that. I love that. I think that's a, a, a fair punishment for what he did. But on the same night, Aaron Judge is in Toronto playing against the Jays, and he's a right-handed hitter, and he's kind of looking He's looking at the pitcher, but he's keeps his eyes keep shifting really hard to the right and Dan Schulman and Buck Martinez on the Blue Jays broadcast noticed it and basically were saying what the heck is going on something here? fishy going on here all right Buck so you and I looked at each other at the same moment right when we saw this three yeah. pitches ago watch what he's looking at yeah. what is that where's he looking where's he looking and he did and it more than once yeah, yeah. it's really really unusual but you and I both looked at each other when yeah. we saw that. Like, like, did you see what I saw? Yeah. And you don't want to go, you know, throwing allegations around without knowing. But no. Nah. And you know what? Yeah, I, I have had guys look back when I was catching, and, and you obviously could see it. And he, he couldn't see the catcher with the way he was looking right there. Yeah, just did it again. <laughs> and he pummeled it. <laughs> and he did it again, and then he, he literally hit it 500 feet into the upper deck in center yeah, field. Yeah, we didn't edit that. <laughs> yeah, it was just an amazing. So, a couple of things here. Dan Schulman is an ace play-by-play guy, and he's not someone prone to hyperbole and looking for stuff that's not there. Yep. Buck Martinez is a longtime player. He was a manager and been a longtime broadcaster. Okay, these are two guys that have been around a long time, seen a lot of stuff. They both at the same time went, I've never seen that before. I'd never seen that before. Knowing what we know about baseball and their espionage and everything that's going on, Aaron Judge says he was looking into the dugout because the inning before, his manager had gotten kicked out and yep. his teammates continued to chirp at the umpire. And he was kind of like, guys, I'm trying to hit here. And, oh, by the way, our pitcher's got to go back out there. It's a weird explanation for something we've never seen before. Because why not just kind of turn your head and look in there? It was a sneaky little peek. And no one has a good explanation as to why he was doing it. Um, if 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 you're trying, uh, let's uh, let's just say I'm not buying what Aaron Judge is selling. I, I think his in his post game listening to him, and again, I, I think you're right. If it's as simple as if the dudes in his dugout are chirping, turn your head so they can actually see you. Yeah, they can't see his <laughs> eyes. Exactly, <laughs> he's not moving his head. Just so his just, eyes. His, yeah, his face is towards the pitcher, only uh-huh. his eyes. And for what, a, a second, a second and a half? It's really quick. So then what is your what, – what can you determine from this? What, what okay. could he be possibly looking at that um, – I'm going to take this out of Giving baseball. him some type of an advantage? Well, I'm, I'm just going to take this out of baseball for a second. Okay. When do you try to hide something that you're doing? When you're doing something wrong. Exactly. Yes. Right. The, the the only time you try to do something kind of under the radar is because you don't want someone else to know, and the most likely reason you don't want someone else to know is because you probably shouldn't be doing it in the first place, or you're embarrassed. Right. Those are the two things. Like you know, but embarrassment. There's no embarrassment in looking over to your dugout. Like, hey, why don't you guys chill out? I'm trying to have an at bat here. Hey, why don't you guys chill out? Our pitcher's got to go back out there. That there's nothing embarrassing inherently embarrassing about any of this. So that leaves the. I'm trying to do this so no one can see that I'm doing it. I don't know what he was doing. I just know that he was trying to do something that he didn't want anyone else to catch him doing. And that's that leads you to, I don't know, maybe maybe, maybe I had Carlos Correa on the brain last night because I was watching him in Dodger Stadium while this whole thing was going down. So I'm predisposed to believe that people are ripping each other off. 
But it was we. And by the way, Judge was reasonably outspoken on the Astros because they're on the other side of that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It would be nice. He wasn't. And Buck Martinez said it's one thing to take a peek at the catcher. That happens occasionally. But you got to turn your head. You got you look down into yeah. the side, not off into the other dugout. Why would you be looking in the other dugout? I don't know. I mean, it just and and oh by the way, he seemed to have a pretty good feel for that next pitch that was coming. I was going to say all I'm saying is if I don't see more side eyes from Aaron Judge the rest of the way, I'm be very disappointed. Now he's going to do he, every at bat. I was going to say because now it's just like hey, I need that some players step into this. He side eyes. That's what he side eyes before he swings. Did you guys see the video of the you know? Uh, well, both of you have been to Disneyland recently. You know the, the one of the bands that goes. They play the drums on the trash cans. Yeah, have you seen them? Like they're the, they're yeah. dressed as janitors, but like they the play Blue Man Group. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah, it, it's like the Blue Man Group, only Disney's version of it, where they bang on the trash cans with the sticks and they look like janitors, but they're actually musicians. There was a guy in an Astros hat as they were playing it, going fastball, curve. It was hilarious. It was it was so great. I'm like, all I right, well that, embraced it. That's the first Astro fan in a long time. I'm like, all right, that's pretty funny. That's that pretty that's good. pretty funny at Disneyland, nonetheless. Uh, AD and the Joker tonight, game one. Does it come because historically, when they match up against each other, they both play well. It's not like one guy gets a lot more of the the other. Neither one of them has a great deal of impact defensively on the other. They both score their points. They both get their rebounds. They both do what they're supposed to do. I know they're not going to be matched up on each other the entire time, but they will be matched up on each other frequently. Does it come down to who's ever... Because Jokic is the best player on Denver, AD's the best player on the Lakers, and whoever has a better series puts his team into the finals. Is it is it that easy? Okay, let, let me... Ha, have you seen AD's numbers just in the playoffs? I have them here for you. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to... They don't... It's like a... It's a video game. That's the best way I could put it. It's a video game. He's 31 points, 13 rebounds, 9.7 assists a game. That's Jokic's. his average. Jokic. That's his average. That's... Uh, when he has a bad night, he has... 29, 11, and 8. And right. people are saying, you know, he just really didn't bring it tonight, okay? Um, AD, listen, he's been remarkable as well. No one's, I think, taken anything away from Anthony Davis, but AD has more impact. Uh, he's still going to give you AD's 21, 14, and 3.3 blocks a game. So that's, that's what AD's given every single night. I just don't know if I see either one of these players dropping off because nope. the other. Right. The only thing that I could see is maybe potentially, which you got to imagine they're really smart how they use Joker. Joker gets three fouls early in the first. That hasn't really two. happened with either. Neither one has put the other guy in in foul trouble. You're right. You're yeah. right. And and I think that both teams will try as best as they can. Hey, can we get Aaron Gordon on Anthony Davis for a little bit of time? AD, you know what? No, no, don't guard him. Uh, we'll put some. I don't know if Lakers will do the same thing, but. The reason I mention that, they're both such great players. I don't think it comes down to them. I, th- I think they're going to give you what – I think we could pretty much expect what Anthony Davis is going to do, and I think we can expect what Joker is going to do. Trav, when I, I, I look back at that Warrior series, I don't want to take anything away from Anthony Davis, but it's the fact that Jordan Poole wasn't good. Clay Thompson wasn't good. Andrew Wiggins was inconsistent. Draymond was inconsistent. They couldn't use Kevon Looney. Right, 
And for the Lakers, it was, there's two guys stepping up every night outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis. It's either Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell, or Lonnie Walker and Austin Reeves, or Dennis Schroeder and this. I, I, I'm not sure if it's going to take the same type of page, but if KCP and Bruce Brown and Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr., if they got two guys a night that are, are playing well with Jamal Murray and Jokic, that that seems to be more impactful or more of the question mark out there than, hey, are these two greats going to be great? They're both going to be great. I do think, though, it comes down to which guy can maybe give you a little bit more. You're, you're right. So, somebody else is going to have to do some stuff. I don't know if it's LeBron. I don't know if it's Murray or, or one of the other guys that are further down the, the, the importance meter. But if Jokic, instead of averaging, what you say, 32 a night, maybe he has a couple of nights where he pops 40. Maybe he has a couple of nights where he's just he knocks down a bunch of threes. Maybe AD has a night where instead of getting his three and a half blocks, he gets six. You know, maybe he has one of those nights, or instead of him getting his twenty-two or twenty-three or whatever the number is that you gave to us, he has a night where he's got thirty-five. That not that they're going to give you bad ones, but do they give you something a little bit better than what their averages have been? And who's able to do that maybe more than once or twice than the other guy? If Jokic plays well five times and AD plays well. Four times. Do, do they win because of something like that? I, mm. I agree with you. I don't think either one of these guys are going to come out of a game like, wait, Jokic had 14-6-4? and four? That, 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 That's not going to happen. They're going to get what they're supposed to get. Same thing for AD. AD's more likely to do that. But I, I agree with you on that, that the AD would be – AD could have a night where he's 15 points, but he still had 18 rebounds right. and three blocks. But he the 15 points could be the difference of winning that game or losing that game. Hey, did you see with voiceover artist Taylor Smith coming up next? It's Travis, Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Taylor, are you going to go out to Dodger Stadium at all in the next couple of days and see your twins, or is that just not in the cards? I want to. It's been a minute since I've been to Dodger Stadium. Um, it's, it's such a hassle getting in and out of that place. That's my one be excuse. A, be, be a Twins fan, but act like a Dodger fan. Show up in the third inning, leave in the seventh, and you get to skip all of that. Take- I think. Yeah, I think I should go. Take the Dodger Express. It's easy. You've done that, haven't you? I do it every time, and it's such a breeze. There you go. Okay, guys. Did you see see that a mother and son from Fresno were cited for reckless driving after they were caught racing each other on Mother's Day? (laughs) So Fresno PD clocked them in at 80 miles per hour. Travis, is there a ridiculous hobby or activity that you and your mother bond over? (laughs) Okay. Uh, I don't know if this is an activity. It's definitely not a hobby. It might be an activity. I, I think I've said this to you guys before. My dad is kind and patient and sweet and just has the, the most generous heart of anybody that I've ever known in my life. I'm more like my mom. Like when, when we watch things, uh, sporting events, right, we like to root against things. We, we, we like to point out when someone absolutely chokes and blows it. That My personality is much more like my mom's than it is like my dad's. So I don't know if bonding over some guy blowing, missing a field goal at the end of the game and going, ah, that guy sucks is, uh, is an activity. But my mom and I share a, a, um, an affinity that for rooting for sure. against people. What about you, Slee? Well, first, Trav, so your mom would be with you at that comedy show where he's not performing well. 100%. And yes. being like, look at this idiot. <laughs> no, um, she wouldn't say anything. She'd, she'd go, Travis, this guy sucks. He really I, should find another job. Like, she wouldn't say it out loud, but how, how does this guy make a living telling jokes? He's the worst comedian I've ever heard in my life. Okay, this one for me 
I think will make a lot of sense, but also be a little random. My mom, who is, you know, the sweetest, nicest woman that, that you'll possibly meet, watches Lakers basketball and and anytime I talk to her, it's like, what were they doing? How <laughs> how did they how did they miss a game like that? What was Anthony Davis doing? And she'll like that's the first conversation I'm having with her. I haven't talked to her in a couple of days. I'm like, Mom, how are you? Everything going okay? Everything fine? She's like, Yeah, just uh, going back to the Lakers stuff. It's so random, but growing up as kids, I kind of got the whole family into Lakers basketball, and my mom to this day still gets very angry about them. Em, what about you and your mom? Hmm. So uh, we bond over Survivor now. So she okay. actually rewatches a lot of Survivor seasons, which I think is, uh, you know, it's a choice. But uh, I, I, when I was on <laughs> FaceTime with her, I was uh, talking to her about. Wait, hold on. I'm just processing what you said. She watches old seasons of a reality that she's show? already seen. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yes. Go ahead. So, I, th- oh. I, I, silly, I just, I thought I heard it wrong. I didn't. I heard <laughs> it's it right. Like, uh, ESPN classics <laughs> when we used to go back and watch the games. Yeah, I, that's why I said I can't go back and we've talked about this. I can't watch unless it's something <laughs> incredibly iconic like a Gibson home run or something. I can't do. It. And even then, I just want to see the hit. Yeah. I, I don't need to see the eighth inning of that game. Yeah. I don't need to see that but then and my mom and i both are big like beach people so we're always like sit on the beach for hours and hours and read our books and stuff so we kind of like bond chat and stuff doing that nice next up guys did you see that animated television shows account for 20 percent of all television content so we've talked a lot about doppelgangers on <laughs> espn 710 but if you had to choose an animated character as your doppelganger who would it be sliwa um, animated character so not my world. Animated character that I'd have to choose. What? Are, give me the most popular ones that I can choose from. Charlie Animated, Brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Doug. I don't know. <laughs> Doug. So do you, you know it's funny? When you guys say, I'm thinking, I literally am thinking when you say animated, I'm thinking like anime. Like I'm thinking like Comic-Con and stuff like that. So I'm as long as I'm not having to think of that world, oh, no. I'm good to go. You're, you're not um, Naruto. I, I'm, I go, all right, the kind of the some of the, the OGs, right? Like um, Mufasa in Lion King was in my opinion like one i don't know why it but doesn't just, have to look like you it could be right. you know your personality yeah, too personality. yeah um no but i'm saying so I'm, I'm gonna use that one mufasa and lion king right like as one of the main characters in that movie always uh i don't know always an og for me winnie the pooh i used to tell you guys i used to freaking wake up every morning at like 6 a.m on a saturday and watch winnie the pooh <laughs> so i think i'm going in like in that world it, for me, it's easy because we share a lot of the same traits, minus getting in a lot of fist fights. That's the only part. It's Homer Simpson. I was right? going to say Fred Flintstone yeah, for you. Fred Flintstone's pretty I think good it would too. Work. Fred, Fred Flintstone <laughs> would have, but long time married, family guy, has had the, the same job for a long time, kind of been in the same industry for a long time, likes to go hang out and have a few drinks, likes to go and eat a little bit too much, likes to go to a ball game and hang out, but ultimately tries his very hardest to take care of his family but just is kind of an idiot in the process i feel like i track on the homer simpson scale on on a and we're both bald we're both overweight we both wear the same clothes mostly every single day so uh i I think homer simpson's a good pick for me and for all those same reasons fred flintstone goes to except for i don't drive my car with my feet (laughs) um i don't know if this is necessarily my doppelganger but this is a character that i wanted to be like the most and i think i related to the most when i was growing up it's uh toff from avatar the last airbender 
huge fan. It is an anime show, but I I loved it. It was a Nickelodeon. I, I think I'm a mix of Toph and Soka, and Soka is like the annoying older brother that like is just stressing about too many things that don't matter. And Toph is kind of like this like hard edged girl that kind of just doesn't care about anybody else in the world, but trying to like make her way through. So I like Toph and Soka as my uh, combo. I threw you off there, Slee. Sorry about that. Maybe our no, listen- you're good. I'm our, always thrown off. Our listeners can find. Of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought though that our listeners could find better doppelgangers for us too. They always do a better job of that than we do. So, Tommy Pickles. Last one for me here. Did you see that Martha Stewart is set to appear on the cover of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition? Martha's 81 years old. And Trav, I want to know: Is there any dollar amount that would persuade you to appear on the cover of the? Oh SI? yeah, and it's probably a lot less than you might think, right? That I am nothing if not motivated by money. Too low, but we're 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 getting closer, right? Yeah, of course there is. I, my embarrassment it has a price, right? I absolutely would do it for the right price. It has. It'd be a joke. It would be like the it, the joke edition. It would be. There would be. There'd have to be a comma in it. But uh, yeah, I absolutely would do it for a right for the right price. Slee what? Yeah, definitely for the right price. There's, by the way, there's a way to do it as well. There are certain characters, like I think a Will Ferrell. I think a Will Ferrell sometimes, and the guy obviously is not known for his physique and his body. But how many times does he have his shirt off and he just owns the damn thing? And it's hilarious. Like no one's taking it serious. There's a way to do it. I think, and some characters have done it. So yeah. If there's a dollar amount, yes, there would be a dollar amount. That makes sense. Al, what, what does it say about me that every time I see Will Ferrell do what you just described, I'm like, he looks pretty good. <laughs> like I'm, I'm thrilled. I would be thrilled to have Will Ferrell's physique. I would. Was, I would he, kill was he in the Olympics? <laughs> he's an underwear model. He, he's a, a gymnast slash underwear model along the way. All right, Dodgers did the thing that only hot teams do. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN.